Thank you guys for joining us for episode 17 of the podcast. I'm back with my homeboy, Tony K. Cole, everybody. He is the originator of the Rise Up podcast. You can find that podcast on Anchor. Find it on Spotify, on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Overcast, Radio Public. <laughs> yep. Pretty much anywhere podcasts are available, man. What's going on, bro? All is well, man. Yeah. Hey, guys, I want to say real quick, I apologize for any audio issues we had on the last podcast. Um, going forward, we'll be straight. Um, but, man, we we uh, we talked about some some things last, last podcast. Yeah. All right? Yeah. Uh, we're going to pick it right back up where we left off, man. Uh, Black Lives Matter versus All Lives Matter versus do we really care about black lives or do they only matter when police take them? So, you want to start that up? <laughs> yeah. I mean, like I said, I know I'm probably going to catch some flack because of my my thoughts on the matter. It's not so much that that's how I feel, but more so my thoughts are, you know, if we scream Black Lives Matter when our life is being taken from someone of a different race, yeah, then you should scream the same thing or have the same thought in mind when we're facing someone who looks like us yeah, in the moment of a conflict. And you have moments to consider whether or not you're going to pull that trigger yeah or not well, I think so I think another another thing though like we have to get this part straight too um I want to say this as carefully as I possibly can so you and I somebody like you and I yeah we're in our 30s right um we don't look for that type of trouble anymore no back when we were in our early 20s maybe when I was in my early teens yeah I expected that because that that was the environment that I was in you know mm-hmm. what I mean so mm-hmm. like the environment I was in if you didn't have a gun if you didn't have a weapon of any sort and you got caught lacking yeah then prepare for either a butt weapon prepare to get robbed prepare to get shot prepare to get you know whatever evil thing that you can think of at the moment right. just prepare for that yeah because that that's just that's just how that's just how it happens. I mean, you have very low-income neighborhood, um, very little opportunity. Yeah. A lot of people are going to be looking for a way out. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, the only person that they see as a way out or as a come-up or as a lick is the person that's right next to them. Yeah. So, crime happens in the, in the vicinity that it operates in. So, I mean, you'll see people go from a very low-income neighborhood to the suburbs to maybe do, you know, a house robbery or something like that. But that's that's not going to happen as often as a house robbery down the street from where they live at. Yeah. Because a lot of times the people who rob you know you the most. Right. You know what I mean? We all know that. So, when it comes to crime itself, I just want to get this whole thing out there. Black-on-black crime does not exist. Right. Yeah. does not exist it's a narrative that the media drummed up to allow people to think that we were the most violent and vicious and vile race mm-hmm. on the face of the earth I mean and it works because you look at um, if you do any YouTube search about other countries and how they view black people 
they almost say the same thing. They yeah. think they were violent. They think they were criminals. They think they were thugs. Because it's a narrative that is constantly being pushed to put us in the seat of the bad guy role. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's almost like the so like the best. Uh, if you go to any Bond movie, the best villains are the Britons. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the best villains have that British accent. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing, but the the problem is it's, it's happening in real life. So when we have a situation occur where a guy goes to, um, I don't want to get this wrong. I think he goes to like a cigar shop. Mm-hmm. They ask him to wear a mask. He refuses to wear a mask. Mm-hmm. He gets upset at the, the the guy at the counter telling him to wear a mask. So he grabs two cigars, goes back to his truck, picks up a gun, shoots the guy behind the counter, leaves, goes home. The cops go to his house the next day. Mm-hmm. The next day, right? <laughs> he meets the cops with AK-47, shoots at the cops. The cops shoot back. He gets shot in the leg and the butt. And they take him peacefully. And they say, well, this guy's just having a hard time dealing with the pandemic. Right. So... Charlemagne the guy likes to play a game on the Breakfast Club called Let's guess, guess what race this is. Right. Yeah. We we don't have to guess what race that is. We know. We already know. We already know. Yeah, yeah we already know. So take that and then you take a, a situation like George Floyd where he may have used a counterfeit bill, may not have, I don't know what the whole situation is. Yeah. But he ends up dead at the end of the call altercation. No weapon, nothing. Nothing. Ends up dead. You got a man shooting at the police, bucking at the police after he just shot somebody at a general store. And he's just having a hard day. Having a hard day dealing with the pandemic. He lost his... Man, then they give you backstory. He lost his job. He lost his kids to a custody battle. You know, now he's just he's just not coping well with the pandemic. But George yeah. Floyd is a thug. Right. That's the problem that we have. And yeah. I, think, I think that's the reason why Black Lives Matter exists. Crime happens in every capacity, in every race, everywhere around the world. Yeah. But you get to a point where when we are targeted by the people who are supposed to be those who protect and serve us and mm-hmm. our community, they don't protect and serve our community. Yeah. So what, what ends up happening? We end up policing our own communities. Mm-hmm. So what happens when we police our own communities? It becomes the Wild Wild West. Yeah, it does. It does. So you got a place like Chicago that police rarely... Like some some of the hoods in Chicago, police rarely even go into, mm-hmm. unless it's a homicide. Yeah. So, you deal with that, and you deal with the community that's policing itself. It's gonna be the wild wild west. It's gonna be every man for himself. Yeah. And that narrative has to change as well. But the problem that we're dealing with is that funding being pulled away from schools, after school programs being pulled away from Chicago. Mm-hmm. There's certain things that's happening in in that area that's bigger than what we see. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. the first thing that we want to do is shed, shed a light on Chicago. And you get those all lives matter guys. Uh, well, meet me in Chicago. Right. Come take a plane with me to Chicago and we can stop and see if black lives really matter. Mm-hmm. Nigga, they do matter. Yeah. Do you yeah. see me killing my people? No, nigga, I'm not right. killing my people. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm yeah. the one helping my people up. You know what I mean? Right. Like I'm, I'm, I'm in my older age now. And my thing is, if I see kids that are going through some stupid stuff, I'm pulling them to the side. I'm like, hey, bro, like, yeah. this, ain't, this ain't for yeah, you. Yeah, definitely. This ain't it, bro. Like, find something else. Because there's, there's so many other things that we can do as individuals to make sure that our community 
is good as a whole. Right. And that's, I think that's what it is. We have to learn how to take advantage of the opportunities that we're given mm-hmm. when we get older. Because mm-hmm. my biggest thing was when we finally get to a point where we can make it and get out of the hood. Yeah. We want to, like, the, the, the dream was always to move in the suburbs with the white folks. They don't want to stay anyway. Right. So my thing is, if we finally have a chance to get out and be successful in any capacity, our job is to go back yeah. and lift a hand to the other person to help right. them get out and be successful. Right. And it just continues. It, it, it continues. And I think we're seeing it. And I think another thing that's happening is that the narrative is being pushed that we're still those kids that are going around killing each other. And mm-hmm. that's not happening. Our generation is now one of doctors and lawyers and yeah. businessmen and entrepreneurs. Like our our generation is, is making some strides, bro. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know yeah. I talk for about ten minutes, but <laughs> No, no, you're good. I'm because I'm processing everything that you're saying. Yeah. And the it's funny because real time as you're saying all of that, yeah. The only thing that comes to my mind is like why well, do have to kill Nipsey Hussle? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, but they, because, had to, they had to kill him. Because I'm, and, and I say that, it sounds funny when I say that, because like, that's where your headspace is at, but more so, um, thinking like, his life, his life mattered, right? Building up community, empowering those who look like us, even those who were who were part of yeah we we don't applaud gang banging but we understand where he was coming from when it came to the whole thing and then you have a person that looks like him whether it was jealousy whether he was an informant whatever it was his mindset is oh so you g checked me and I don't like it shit it cuz Talking about shitty cuz. Yeah. Yeah. You get what I mean? And now I'm going to take your life. Then you have situations where, let's talk about George Floyd. Yeah. Right? Would it have been different if it was a black officer who put his knee in George Floyd's neck? And while Uh George Floyd was saying, I can't breathe, I can't breathe, would would it have been different? Would we really have been saying Black Lives Matter at that moment? Or would we have, because you know us being blacks, yeah. would we have said, yo, he must have did something and deserved that? You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So, we yeah have, I, I can see that too. I and so that that's too. why I'm but saying. I, I will say that there are officers, black officers involved in the case that, yeah. in the Brianna Taylor case, mm-hmm. in the George Floyd case, and a couple other cases um, that are being held accountable now. But I do see what you're saying. Yeah. Because I did see a video where a guy. Um, was trying to be apprehended by a police officer. The officer was struggling. The dude overpowered the officer, hit the officer with like two bombs. Yeah. <laughs> like he, he knocked the officer down. Yeah. And next thing you know, the whole hood rushed this dude, beat the mess out of this dude, yeah. and left him for the officer to arrest him. Yeah. So yeah, I, I do I do see what you're saying. Yeah. <sighs> but and that's where my mind goes when I think about that. But I think I think the outrage happens outside of where it actually occurred, like yeah. the incident actually occurred, like yeah. the black the Black Lives Matter protesters, which a lot of times they are starting to become like the Al Sharptons and the mm-hmm. Jesse Jacksons, which are the ambulance chasers. Um, but they'll start to 
see something that happens, you know, maybe two, three hundred miles away, and then they'll start to organize. Yeah. And then that's when it becomes a big issue. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, like, the Black Lives Matter protests, they're doing so good for the community. And then you get people who um, want to destroy that movement, which... It's, uh, I'm, I'm conflicted with the movement, man, because yeah, there's yeah, so yeah. much good stuff that happens with the movement, mm-hmm. but then there's also there's, stuff that's not good that's yeah. happening with the movement. Yeah. But I don't even know if it is the movement because there's there's been people impl- that like planted in that movement right. to cause chaos and cause destruction and cause vitriol, and we've seen it. So it's like you see those people that uh, come out in the hoodies, and, and mm-hmm. next thing you know, they're picking up bricks and throwing, throwing bricks through windows. Yeah. And later we found out they weren't Black Lives Matter people anyway, right. and they were just some white kid from a different area that, that's paying other people to be, exactly. you know, the rioters uh, who cause the trouble. But like because, to be honest with you, that's not a part of our nature. Like, realistically, yeah. you know, our nature, because of what we've been through, there's a part of us that really cries for unity. Yeah. That actually cries for peace. Yeah. That wants a peaceful dwelling. But don't get it wrong. If you want the smoke, <laughs> Yo, you, we can get, you, you get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. It's, it's like we'd rather not resort to that. Yeah. But by all means necessary, Malcolm X. You know what I mean? I'm with it, bro. So it. it's like if you're not going to give us what we're asking for, then you might have to see the beast. Yeah. Because we've come we've come to the realization that that's the only time you actually hear us. Yeah. When we get on the radio, you don't really want to listen. Yeah. Right? Yeah. When when we have the platforms, it's like, oh, okay, whatever. You just throw it to the background. But yeah. then when we start going to the extreme measure, now you get our attention. Now we have your attention. Yeah. Right? Now we can make our statement. Yeah. Now you're on bended knees, right where we want you at, though. Yeah. We want you on your knees saying, how can we fix this problem? You get what I'm saying? But not to the point where we feel as though people have to lose their lives or that businesses have to be destroyed and stuff like that. Because I feel as though we as color folk, we are peaceful dwellers. Yeah. We are. Yeah. Except for the murders that happen in the hood, of course. Right? Which I understand, like, we got beef. And if but I that's, but like I said, bro, that, like that happens everywhere. Everywhere, but everywhere. But my thing is, I guess because I think differently, right? My thing is, and I've never been a fighter, right? Yeah. So even when I, even when I was in school and I used to have conflict with people, I used to try to talk that thing out. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. I didn't. I never really want to resort to violence. Yeah. I understand that there's a time where you have to because yeah. you have to make a statement. Like I'm not to be messed with. But at the same time, I don't feel as though it should go to the extreme where I have to take your life. And I know it happens every It happens in, in the war every yeah. day. Yeah. Right? I mean, it, it happens ha- in Brazil. It happens. It happens in, right. Yeah, so I understand that. But my, my thing is, if you're trying to push an agenda that says that a life matters, how can you be an advocate with a mindset? That I'm gonna put five in you. But let me ask you this. Uh, so yeah, so, but let me ask you this because I don't think the people who have that mindset are the ones that are marching. They are. You think so? They are. How I know because right in Hampton, yeah, when they was doing the Black Lives Matter situation, you know, protesting and all of that, 
just a few days later, now now there's a murder. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? But you was just Black Lives Matter. Oh, okay. So, so you're saying that the protests, they're not protesting after a black murder. Right. Which? It's only when we see, okay, a, a white cop kills a black man or black woman. Now we have to point, okay, oh, black lives matter. Let's stress that. But, okay, so, but then you don't stress it in your everyday life. Okay, so let's so let's look at it this way. <laughs> let's look at it this way. I don't know. I'm gonna catch flat. I don't, I don't care. I'm, yeah, no, I'm no with bro, it. it's 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 good because I, I we have to have yeah. this open open dialogue because people need to hear it. Mm-hmm. But like, let me see how I can put this. Yeah. So we're dealing with a structure that is designed to create chaos in our community. Mm-hmm. It's designed to do that. So the Black Lives Matter protesters, they're going against the structure of the chaos. Mm-hmm. They're not actually going against the chaos that's happening. Right. Because if we can find a way to fix the structure of the chaos, the chaos will automatically dissipate. Mm-hmm. You know I mean, it'll it'll get to a position where the the chaos is happening less frequently. Yeah. The stuff that we're seeing in the inner cities, the stuff that's happening between black people killing other black people. Because of certain gang violence or drug violence or whatever it is that's happening. That happens because it's a part of human nature. Mm-hmm. So, I'll give you an example. We can look at the Hampton murder, but then look at the Newport News murder of the white guy who yeah. shot his girlfriend three times. Mm-hmm. Nobody's crying out for them people. Right. Because it's crime. It's expected to happen. You know right. what I mean? Criminals are expected to commit crime. Commit crime, right. The people who uphold the law are not expected to become criminals. Right. So when Black Lives Matter is out there, when the people who are supposed to uphold the law are becoming criminals, yeah. and they're being treated as if they're heroes, yeah. that's the problem. And I understand exactly what you're saying about yeah. the black, uh, the Black Lives Matter protesters being there for the community. I think, I don't think the protest needs to happen when a black man kills another black man. I think what needs to happen at that point, um, we need to find a way to get more resources in that community. Yeah, we got to figure out what's going on that's causing these people to kill each other at such an alarming rate that. Is bringing so much media attention to this one specific area. Yeah. So, in my when I hear you say that, it goes back to like one of my thoughts, and I posted this on Facebook at this when this whole George Floyd situation took place. Yeah. And it was like Black Lives Matter can no longer be a movement, but it has to become a standard. It has to. Yeah, I you agree. You know what I'm saying? That. It has yeah. to be a standard because as long as it's a movement, it's gonna come and it's gonna go and it's gonna yeah. come and it's gonna go, but no standard being set in place, and so. Now when I when I when I think like that, yeah. I'm like, okay, if I'm living by that standard, then even when I look at my black brother, yeah, and I have a conflict, I'm automatically with a standard that you know what, I could go off. But let me ask to you to the point thing. where yeah. you understand it, it has. But how often does it happen though? It happens often. We no, just, no, but oh, you personally, you me personally. personally how often do you have an interaction with a black person that is negative? 
I barely. Thank you. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. The narrative is that it happens all the time. Yeah. But the truth of the matter is it happens only in certain areas where the most crimes are being committed by any race. Yeah. You know what I mean? I yeah. mean, if we go to the white community that's considered to be trailer park trash, yeah. and we look at the amount of crime that's happening at that point, I mean, in that area, the difference is the media doesn't shed a light on that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So right now, black people are living with the narrative that we hate each other, hate and that's not the truth. And so, so then the, my thing is, we can change that. The only way we can change that is if we change the airwaves. And... And that means that we have to start doing like what we're doing. Yeah. You get what so, I mean? Yeah, because we have to get rid of big business, big, big, these big conglomerates, these yeah. radio, uh, TV, and all these other, all, all these other different corporations that are owned by white people that mm-hmm. push a certain narrative, the left agenda, the right agenda, like all that is bullcrap. Yeah. Me. You go to somewhere like black Twitter, you don't see that happening on black Twitter. No. You go to the black Facebook group that I'm in, um, the Black Coalition, okay, or um, Journey of a Black Nerd, like stuff like that. Like these these communities that have two plus million followers, mm-hmm. and Black people are posting, and I mean we're showing each other where business ventures are certain certain business ventures are happening, and, and you got um, like say for example there was one yesterday where um, a husband and wife couple actually created their own um, gun shop mm-hmm. where they they do create like they create custom guns. They modify guns. They do a whole bunch of other stuff. Mm-hmm. And then you look at the amount of likes that we got on that, that thing. It was almost like 160-some thousand yeah. likes. Yeah. And then you get like almost 200,000 comments. Like, nobody's ever shedding a light on the amount of positive impact that yeah. other black people are having for the black community. Yeah. The only thing we're doing is we're, we're shedding a light on the negative stuff that's happening in the community. It's like, and I told somebody the other day, because we got into the Black Lives Matter, All Lives Matter conversation. I'm mm-hmm. like... When you start accentuating the positive things that have happened in the black yeah. community, look at our fathers in the 80s. Look at our fathers in the 90s, the 2000s, and look at our fathers now. Right. Our fathers now are almost doing exactly the same thing that the mothers are doing. Mm-hmm. Like, we're involved. Mm-hmm. Like, that, that 20, 30-year gap yeah. has led us to be more involved with our kids in this generation yeah. than any previous generation of yeah. the modern world. You know what I mean? It's like... We have to learn how to accentuate the good things that are happening in our in our community because people aren't seeing that, especially the white folks. Yeah. They don't see that, and they don't want to see it. They don't. They don't want to see it. But we got to make them see it. Yeah. Because they got. We have to make them. We have to make them see that. I mean, because you, if you look at, and it's it's crazy, bro. Uh, Young Jeezy, mm-hmm. that was my nigga, bro. <laughs> yeah, he used to yeah. love some Jeezy music, bro. Yeah. And. You hear him talking about certain things that he talked about in his music growing up, bro, and that they're like that changed the mindset of a lot of young men. Mm-hmm. And then you look at what he's trying to do now, and the stuff that he's trying to do now is supposed to be, you know, sparking positivity. You look at Ti mm-hmm. trying to spark positivity now, and it's like, do y'all not know how detrimental your music was to the yeah. mindset of our people? Right. And it's like. Y'all riding around in Lamborghinis, y'all riding around in Lotuses, and, yeah. you know what I mean, Ferraris, and talking about killing each other, talking yeah. about, you know, gangbanging, slaying a dope, you know, and now you want to be positive. And now you want to be positive. And it's like, you're just as guilty as they are. Yeah. Because of the mindset that you allowed us to have for these yeah. 20, 30 years. Yeah. And now all of a sudden you want us to change that mindset? 
but the next song you put out is the same music that <laughs> you just exactly. apologize. You just apologize for putting out, mm-hmm. but you, you still put out that same music. And it's yeah. like, bro, the whole narrative has got to change, man. And it's like, I never understood what people said when they, you know, when they talk about rappers selling their soul mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I always thought it was like a spiritual thing. Yeah, they sold their soul to the devil. Yeah. But it was always a metaphor. Yeah, they sold their soul out because they they allowed us they allowed their music to be a detriment to our community, mm-hmm. and they 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 sold who they were as a person. Yeah, because they knew at one point in time they were for us. Yeah, and on and on the spiritual level. Yeah, it's yeah, both. definitely. Yeah, it's definitely both. But yeah, it, but yeah, I was thinking it was only spiritual. only spiritual. Yeah, you know what I mean. I yeah, think yeah. oh yeah, this nigga he going to hell, bro. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, but it's yeah. it's like. No, you, you really sold your soul out because you sold out your brother, bro. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah. what did Jesus say, man? He was like, there's, um, he said, there's there's nothing like, um, I'm going to get this all butchered, man. Laying your life down for a brother. Yeah. No, no greater love. Yeah, no laying, greater love. Yeah, yeah. You're laying your life down for a brother. Yeah. And it's like, you go to the exact opposite of that. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no greater hate than selling yourself out yeah. For your brother, yeah, you know what I mean, and it's like that's where we're in now, and that's what we're starting to see. And once that changes, once people, because it's, it's already changing physically, but yeah. once people see that changing in their own mindset, yeah, then I think people will want to place value on us. Mm-hmm. Right now, they see us as a product; they don't see us as as a person. Yeah, because we can, we're money makers to them still. So yeah, so. But at the same time, you know, I feel as though just the industries, you know, media, dealing with that and music, you know, we have to, we have to start building our influence. Yeah. You get what I mean? No longer just listening to somebody else's music and letting that be our theme song or our anthem to life. But if we have the ability to create, then put out what you want people to hear. Exactly. You get what I mean? And, you know, I was talking about this yesterday um, on my Facebook where, you know, having a creative ability and using your voice, I believe that one of the biggest hindrances to most people really coming out of their shell is is the competition. Mm. You get what I mean? And you have a person that's like, oh you're whack. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like how can yeah. you how can you properly judge somebody's creative ability? That's how they create. Yeah. You get what I mean? And it's because we've had all these other top players that put out a sound that we're used to. Yeah. So now because the sound is different, it's like, yeah, that's whack. Yeah. But who's the standard? Yeah. If everybody, if if we're all creative, no one is actually the standard. Exactly. Because everyone creates differently. Yeah. You get what I mean? Like, we both do podcasts, but your podcast is different from mine. Yeah. You get what I mean? Yeah. Subject matter may be different. Yeah. You get what I mean? But the mutual respect and love is the fact that you're doing a podcast that's able to reach people. Yeah. I'm doing the same, right? It music the same way yeah. but it should never be like oh I wouldn't put that garbage out if I was you yeah. <laughs> you get what I mean it's like yeah I mean it, <laughs> you can look at like Ice JJ Fish yeah he put music out and was selling out was selling albums 
people was laughing at like it was so funny because people was laughing at his music, going to his music, yeah. listening to his music just to laugh at it. Yeah, he get money off of it. Like, either way, <laughs> it's like Fifty Tyson. Like Fifty Tyson, yeah. He got he, matter of fact, Fifty Tyson dropped something new on World Star just the other day. For real? <laughs> yeah, he did. He did. The last thing I heard, he was talking about gorillas. <laughs> <laughs> he compared himself to monkeys and gorillas, so he takes it so much. But it's, but yeah, I understand what you're saying, bro. Because it's like I, I'm not a music maker. Yeah. So for me to judge your music and say it's whack, I never understood that, man. Yeah, I never understood it. Yeah. Even being the person that enjoys music. Yeah. I I enjoy the art. Exactly. Yeah. You get know what I mean? It's like that was actually dope the way that you connected that with that. Yeah. You know what I mean? But of course if you listen to somebody like Jay or if you listen to somebody like um um I don't know whoever else. Nah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, it's yeah. all in right? And then you listen to somebody who's not even at that level and it's like, oh that's garbage. But listen, look at what you're listening to. Yeah. Right? But if you start listening to underground music yeah. and you see all the different forms of creativity, yeah. Now it kind of levels the playing field because it's like you don't really have a standard at that exactly. moment. I ain't gonna lie, bro. When I first listened to West Side Gun, you know West Side Gun from Griselda. Yeah. My cousin he he put me on Griselda a couple years ago, man. Started out with Benny. Benny the Butcher is a mm-hmm. monster when it comes to hip hop. Um, and most people are gonna say I'm hypocritical because I, I still listen to the hip hop that talks about killing everybody, but. <laughs> it's still it's just so ingrained in me man I just right. I enjoy the music but it doesn't make me want to go out and kill nobody that's the difference right some people can't handle that some people their mental capacity is of one that when they hear something they act on it. like they play a video game and they want to act out mm-hmm. the video game in real life everybody can't do that yeah so when you're able to separate the two then you can enjoy uh, a film that's extremely violent mm-hmm. without actually want to go out and, and violently rape and kill somebody yeah so that's the difference there. But Benny was a monster. I see, you know, I'm listening to WWCD with Machine Gun Dude. And I'm hearing West Side Gun rap, and I'm like, dude, just shut up, bro. <laughs> like, just yeah. shut up, bro. And I call my cousin, I'm like, bro, like, Benny and Conway nice. West Side need to get out of there. He was like, nah, bro. Listen to West Side. He the new ghost face. You gotta listen to him, bro. Just... I know he a little different, but you gotta listen to yeah. him. So I went back to Hitler with Hermes Seven, blew me away. Then I went to Hitler with Hermes Six, and I went to the whole Hitler series. Mm-hmm. Then I started listening to every one of his projects, Supreme mm-hmm. Blind Tale, and like next thing you know, I'm 196 hours listening to West Side Gun when I looked at my Apple Music. Yeah. <laughs> 196 hours. Yeah. And this dude is one of my favorite MCs right now. Yeah. And it's like, you just get, like, like you said, bro, like, when you have that idea of what you think music should be, mm-hmm. you're clowning and you're, you're putting yourself in a box to where you can't experience the creativity of other exactly. people. And, yeah. and it plays a part even in your creativity, because now you're using someone else that's at a higher level. And who's even to say that's a higher level? We're, we're placing them at higher level because of what? Numbers? Exactly. Yeah. You get what I mean? Yeah. yeah. But yeah. it's like when I was watching how Tory Lanez does his creative process, and I'm like, he's no different than how I do my creative process. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. How he listens to the beat, yeah, let it play for a little bit, and he goes and then he starts to kind of like, you know, 
vibe with it. Yeah. Then from from that vibe, then all of a sudden it's like, oh yeah, I'm gonna use that. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. And now a whole song is put together. But it's no different. As long as you don't shoot nobody. Right. In the foot. In the foot. Right? <laughs> but apologize for you just You know what I mean? But it's like, okay, because he has numbers, okay, that's standard. Yeah. But what if my goal is not numbers? What if my goal is just to reach people? Yeah. Then who's the standard? Yeah. Right? Because how many people are you actually reaching that I want to reach? But tell me, tell you this, like, if that's your goal, yeah, people gonna automatically call you corny. Yeah. Automatically. Like it's Stephon Mulberry. Yeah. Stephon Mulberry was probably one of the greatest prospects to come out of New York. Yep. When he finally had the opportunity to sign a shoe deal, he went with Stephen Barry's. Yep. Because he said, I understand what it feels like to not be able to to afford that pair of Jordans. Yep. So I'm gonna make these strawberries here. And then everybody started calling the strawberries like boo-boos. Yeah. Like they start clowning on the strawberries. Yeah. It's like this dude, bro, like, like do you not understand the impact this dude has on the community? And now you clowning him because he wants to do something good. Still an NBA player. Still an NBA player. Still dominating at that time. Him and Kevin Garnett was dominating the NBA at that time. But you wear the N1 shorts, though. You wear the N1 shorts. And N1 could not compete with Nike to save his life. At all. And it's like... <laughs> so... Like it's just our people, man. We got to get off of that. And it's like now we got so many black designers that are coming up, mm-hmm. bro. You see some of the shoes they got on you on uh, Instagram, like yeah. some of the some of the black uh, you like the dashiki yeah. you got on yeah. you like the, the the fashion is just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And it's like because it doesn't have that white brand behind it. Yeah. Now yeah. we skeptical because it's not Hermes, right? Because it's not Tom Ford. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's. Like support our own. Right. Like they can be bigger than than those guys, and a lot of times they're getting influence from our people that mm-hmm. work underneath. Mm-hmm. So yeah, mm-hmm. we got. I think a lot of that. And like I said, the narrative is changing. It seems like it's not based on what the media is saying, but bro, yeah. we got so many black entrepreneurs that are supporting mm-hmm. other black entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. and we got so many black people who are looking to support black businesses. Mm-hmm. And it's just it's it's crazy. And one thing I will say though. Black people, we have to stop saying that we don't want to support a black business because it's a customer service. Let's go. Yeah. We got to stop saying that. Seriously. Because how many times do we get bad customer service from McDonald's or Taco Bell or Marshalls or one? You know what I mean? Like a Walmart. Right. As terrible as Walmart's customer service is, they still go. You still support. Still spend that dollar. And then on top of that, you know, even to take it even a step further, how you coming? Yeah. Like with your energy. Yeah. You feel yeah. what I'm saying? Because a lot yeah. of times you're going to get what you put out. You know, even I'm starting to see that when I'm dealing with clients when it comes to photography or video. And it's like, you know, I come a certain way because of how you came at me. Yeah. You get what I mean? Yeah. Not because that's what I want to be. Yeah. But if I know that you're trying to nickel and dime me. Yeah. You get what I mean? I know that you're trying to get over. Yeah. I'm going to hit you with a certain... Aura that you're not going like. You get what I mean? Yeah. And then it's like you want to, you want to, you want to give me a bad review. Okay, fine. And then I can tell the story of why I got that bad review, and it makes you look bad as a client. Yeah. You get what I mean? Well, all, oh, man, all of that can be avoided if we just if we 
stop operating on such a short fuse when it comes to dealing with each other. Bro, I'm trying to tell you. Dude, our fuse is so long when it comes to dealing with the white man. So long, bro. Like, we go to work and we'll put up with so much. We'll change to our white voice. We'll straighten our hair. We'll do so much. But then as soon as we get in front of each other, yeah. that fuse is so short. And that, that, that narrative has to change. Yeah. That's got to change. I, it's To me, I think it reflects self-hate. It doesn't. You know what right. I mean? Yeah. Because as long as you're looking at somebody that doesn't look like you and you can give respect and you can give courtesy yeah. and you can give all of these good vibes... But then you look at somebody that looks like you, and then all of a sudden, it's this negative vibe that you're giving. Because we were taught that through the music, though. Yeah. Meme mugging. We were yeah. taught to meme mug through the music. Yeah. You had to meme mug, or niggas was going to think you were soft. Right, but why? Because they was going to think you were soft, or they was going to try you. <laughs> but you know, and, and I think that's just, yeah, perspective, perception, Yeah. yeah. right? I'm pretty sure people think I'm soft all day. I'm short. You know what I mean? <laughs> Most of the time I'm smiling, right? I have yeah. a care. Yeah. I like, I really, I'm very nonchalant, kind of just laid back. Yeah, yeah. But then there's people that know, like, nah, tone. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you think. Yeah. But there's that one moment where you're going to catch me, and it's like, I didn't know that dude can come off like that. Yeah, yeah. You get what I mean? And that's a character, character trait that we try not to come into exactly. too much. Because every time... you, my, my thing is, I'm big on ascending to a higher self. Yeah. You get what I mean? Yeah. Because my lower self, you don't want to see the lower yeah, self. Yeah, You get what that's I mean? That's a scary but place. At the same time, that's why I'm, I'm constantly, you know, checking who who's the bottom feeders in a sense. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. who, who's the ones that's low in vibration? Yeah. You know what I mean? Who's yeah. low when it comes to their energy? Because a lot of times what they're going to do is try to pull you down. Yeah. Because they're down. And they don't know how to get up. Exactly, yeah. And it, it was crazy because, you know, like I said, with, with age, man, we've mm-hmm. been able to kind of see through a lot of the stuff that's happening. Yeah. And um, there was a time where if I seen somebody that I didn't know mm-hmm. and he mean mugged me, I would mean mug him back and look him dead in his face. And now there's a time where if I'm somewhere and somebody's mean mugging me, I go up to him and say, what's up, bro? Like, try to get him down. Right. You know what I mean? Just because yeah. I want to break that. I want to yeah. break that break that chain, bro. And you got to be in a position to where you, it's okay for you to say, hey, what's up, bro? Yeah. How you doing today, man? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. we have to make that normal because norm, normally when somebody says, hey, what's up, bro? How you doing today? Something comes next. Like, yeah. they about to scam you. They about to do something yeah. crazy to you. They go to ride. They set you up. Yeah. So we got, we got to break that. You gotta break that up, man. See, you're we, different because I would come up like, "What's good with you?" And that that no, you can't be that, bro. Like, Yo, what's good with <laughs> yeah, you? I learned yeah. that. What you mean? What's good with me? Right. What's good with you? Pop right. off there. <laughs> yeah, right. no, yeah, yeah. I've yeah, I've been there a yeah. couple times. So yeah, even changing changing vocabulary. Yeah, you get what yeah. I mean. Changes energy. Yeah. And how it comes off, so it's like, yeah, not what's good with you, but hey, how you doing, bro? You good? Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? You got to, man, because yeah. it's like we we gotta start changing that. Got to start changing that, man. And people, they know the energy. Like, pe- people aren't dumb, man. Mm-hmm. Even people who don't understand energy understand vibes. Yeah. Which yeah. is energy. energy <laughs> it's yeah. still energy. So when you when you vibing with somebody and you come off like that 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 masculine that yeah. super masculine energy is about to take over. Yeah. Yeah, we're ready to fight. Yeah. But sometimes you got to go in that in that little in that feminine energy space. Mm-hmm. Dial it, dial it back a bit and be like, hey, bro. Hey, what's good yeah. with you, bro? Everything good? Right. 
Cool, cool. Even open the door for the dude. Hey, what's good, bro? You got it? You got yeah, it? just a little bit. Just... Like, it ain't on that type of time. Yeah, like, yeah, we got to we got, we change that. <laughs> we got to change that. Yeah, man. yeah, definitely. I, I feel like a lot of that is, uh, like I said, I feel like a lot of that's changing. I mm-hmm. think our generation is setting up for the next generation to kind of be more successful. Yeah. And eventually when these old racist white folks die out, yeah. racism will be a thing of the but past. But that's the pretty question. If it, is it really going to die? That's the question because I think I think it I think it will, man. I think it'll get to the point where because now we're starting to be celebrated. Mm-hmm. Like this is like oh, yeah. the, the last five six years, yeah. black people are starting to be celebrated. Yeah, and it's it's the craziest thing for me. I never thought I, I would yeah. see it. I got, yeah, I'm surprised. Yeah, by how many um by how many whites we see that's holding up the Black Lives Matter signs. Yeah. That's actually coming in our defense. Yeah. Like, he didn't do nothing. Why you pulling him over? He didn't do nothing. Why yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, wow. Yeah, we yeah. are breaking some things. You get what I'm saying? But at the same time, when I, when I ask the question, like, do it, is it really going to end? It's because history always repeats itself. It does. But you can change legacy. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. But history, that's what it is. It's a history. Yeah. It's a pattern. And so if you have those who are still subscribing to that type of mindset, like, you know what? I see why. Yeah, <laughs> you get what I mean? Yeah. And now they pick up that ball and, uh, again. It's like, now we're going to reinforce this. Yeah. I feel as though there's a hope of change. Yeah. The hope is there, right? Because of what we're seeing. But then it's like that thing called history. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Because even when it came to the George Floyd situation, we started to see a replay of history. Yeah. When it came to the riots. Yeah, Ronnie King riots. And all exactly. That. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And so. But I think, like I said, I think the biggest difference now is we're tearing down history. Yeah. Tearing down monuments. We're doing a lot of stuff that the white people really held, mm-hmm. like as their dearest, their dearest parts of their history. Mm-hmm. We're tearing a lot of that down. Yeah. Because we're we. So it's it's funny. Um, people are starting to make jokes about nine eleven. Yeah. And it's like I didn't know how to feel about that. Right. right. I didn't know how to feel about that because I'm like, it's still a lot of innocent people who you know lost their lives. It's mm-hmm. a lot of innocent people who died. And the thing that is happening now is that black people are fed up. Yeah. White people are fed up. Yeah. Other races are fed up with how we're being treated, and now they're saying the things that you hold dear. We don't care about that. Not mm-hmm. until. Not until you show us you care about these exactly. people. And I think that's the biggest that's the biggest thing for me that I have never experienced in life, that yeah. I'm experiencing now, that yeah. is like just it's awakening something in me, bro, that's just I'm I'm just I'm rejoicing. you know, I'm, I'm rejoicing at it. Because to see the all buildings matter <laughs> did you see that hashtag? Yeah. It's September eleventh, yeah. the all buildings matter yeah. thing. I'm like, ABM, all be like, what is that? <laughs> right. <laughs> like, yeah. And then I start going to black Twitter, and then they start bringing up the Tulsa, Oklahoma rise. Mm-hmm. They start bringing up the bombers in 1985, the bombers yeah. in 1960 of black black communities. Yeah. And it's like, oh, all buildings matter. Right. Thanksgiving last couple years. Now, we ain't celebrating Christmas Columbus. This is Indigenous People's Day. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, those yeah. narratives are changing, man. Yeah. So it's like, the holidays and the the monuments 
that were erected for these people who were conquerors. Mm -hmm. And when we say conquerors, the people who raped and pillaged yeah. and, and, and killed a lot of innocent folks. Yeah. They're being torn down. Their legacies are being torn down. Yeah. So, I think in about 50, 60 years, man, I think racism, it won't be as talked about as it is now. Hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully. So, you're saying that this right now is probably like one of the best eras to live in? I think so, bro. I think so. I mean, it's, it's almost like... Um, Even though the pandemic and everything that's taking place. Yeah. yeah. I think... I think if I'm not a conspiracy theorist and I don't believe that uh, if I don't believe that coronavirus was created in a lab and then spread intentionally right um, my other thought process would be that the earth is kind of healing itself mm -hmm. it's it's weeding out the weak people yeah it's almost like uh, survival of the fittest type yeah. thing where every couple hundred years a new virus comes and wipes away a certain number of people mm -hmm. um, and certain things start to happen because of natural causes right if I were to take that into consideration and I would say yeah no I don't think um, even with the pandemic that's happening I think everything is changing the way we do interactions with people mm -hmm. and I think the bullying the fact that the kids are home now uh, the bullying in school mm -hmm. is decreasing yeah. kids are less stressed right kids are more able to be themselves they're more able to be free mm -hmm. you know what i mean so i mm -hmm. think this whole change is is for the better man it's gonna it's gonna do something for our kids yeah and their kids and, and their kids kids that the 80s and 90s kind of did for us right you know what i mean like yeah. i think we started that well the 70s probably started the rebellion but they were they were um they were different mm -hmm. because they didn't have enough numbers yeah I think if the rebellion of the 70s happened today, mm -hmm. I think we have enough numbers to actually make a dent. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, because they were strong people in the 70s. And then the crack epidemic happened and set us back a few years. Mm -hmm. But opioid epidemic is happening, but it's not affecting our people as much. It's mm -hmm. affecting their people. Mm -hmm. And it's a lot of things. <coughs> it's like a reverse. It's a reverse. Yeah. 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 It's a reverse. Somebody do that Uno reverse card. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 Bro, I appreciate you joining me, man. This is Tony K. Cole. Yes, sir. Um, the Rise Up Podcast, available on all streaming platforms. Mm -hmm. We're going to find a way to get that to iHeartRadio. We're going to find a way to get this podcast to iHeartRadio. So if anybody knows how to do that, please hit us up. Um, but we appreciate you guys joining us, man. This was episode 17 of the podcast, and we will catch y'all next time.